0: Welcome to the collective podcast. Um, I'm not sure what episode this is, but uh, I think it's probably six or seven or maybe 8 not sure by now, but um, i got a, a friend of mine on, a uh, super talented guy. He's a, a creative freelancer. He's a director, a designer. He takes photos. Um, he's all around. He just, he loves all things creative. He's uh, a motion designer as well. He's worked with G-Monk on Tron and Instant. Extend- Plenty of stuff, plenty of projects. I've been introduced to him through G-Monk. Um, and uh, this is our second time talking. And solid guy. And uh, his name's Jake Sargent. And uh, he goes by the name of MN8, I think, right? Is that what it is? On your website? Yeah, 8 yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. cool. And, uh, yeah, man, like, uh, dude, thank you so much for being on. And, and, and I wanted to have uh, Jake on because we've had a couple talks and emails uh, quite a few emails back and forth about um, the industry, and and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do one we're gonna have a podcast. I hope just solely on you and your process and everything, and and you. But this one's gonna be kind of dedicated to freelancing and and, and kind of like the odds and ends and our experiences and the business and all that kind of stuff, and just to help uh, everybody out. You know, anybody that's interested in, in doing freelance or anybody that's curious about it or anybody that. Uh, has some kind of uh, uh, fear or questions or something. Hopefully, this will kind of be somewhat of a of a, of a, a sounding board, I suppose. You know. So, without further ado, uh, welcome to the podcast, Jake Sargent. What's up, buddy? Hey.
1: How's it going? <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Thanks for uh, making this happen. And um, I've already digested some some awesome podcasts, um, mainly g and Danny Yao. Thought those were really great and I uh, just think you're getting some really great talent on and glad to be a part of it. Thank you for having me on.
0: Dude, of course, man. Thank, thank you. Like seriously, uh, if people are listening here, um, Jake's very busy. He's got a family and he uh, he freelances, he runs his own business and he's a very busy guy. So for you to, to, to take time out of your day, it means everything to me. And then I'm sure all the listeners and everybody like, you know, tuning in so dude thank you man I mean it's it's people like yourself Danny uh, Bradley everybody you know that's making this special you know so yeah thanks dude and and yeah I appreciate it and and, and uh, he, Jake also like took a lot of his own time and, and a lot of his own effort to kind of construct a, a basic grid outline of what we're going to talk about um, lots of things too he's, he's even shared like um, contracts and, and like kind of the stuff that he's gone through and and just some things and we've had a nice discussion prior um to this so where do you want to start man there's so much to talk (laughs) about I mean there's crazy amounts
1: I mean maybe something about a little more background of like how I got into doing what I do and how it's evolved could be you know an interesting way to get into some more where I'm at now and then talking about process for how to do freelance work and kind of do that whole hustle. It kind of That's kind of one of the key things that I, I learned about freelance was just you got to be a hustler at some point to really make it all happen because no one's going to really do it for you. You're not at a full-time job where it's all figured out. Um, just one of my buddies at Motion Theory was just like, dude, you, you got to be ready to hustle if you're going to go freelance. Yep. And he was right. You know, it's, just, it's a constant hustle, finding work, you know, keeping, keeping clients work. that you want to work with. Yeah, it's just you got to be ready for it. It's got a lot of pros, got some couple cons. You know, that comes comes with anything. But um, if if it's your personality, kind of like a little bit more choice over what you work on and what you do. You know, it's it's definitely a great way to go. Um, so yeah, I mean, I started back and why I kind of taught myself design and not not design, I majored in graphic design, um, but taught myself the animation, 3D part of things uh, over two years after graduating from, you know, graphic design school. And then I got my first job through Digital Kitchen, Seattle and was there for about a year and a half, almost two years. Had some fortunate experiences with, Working on main titles, got to work on House, and uh, got to the Emmys. You know, nominated for the Emmys, which is cool. Um, but how'd, with how'd that him...
0: feel? I mean, when you're, I mean, how old were you then? This is 2007, yeah, sure I right?
1: It, it was around 25, 26. Yeah, how'd that you know, feel? Uh, it was, it was cool. It was, it was like. I knew I'd be working hopefully on some kind of main title. If I could, you know, just touch one while I worked at Digital Kitchen, I'd be very happy. Hopefully, more than one. And I saw other people working on main titles and people that have worked on some amazing, you know, opening titles, films, TV shows. And yeah, you don't know where you're gonna really get put on yourself based on where you're at in the company and that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, getting to work on House was awesome, and luckily the show held up for quite a while. You know, that's the other thing you can never plan—how is <laughs> yeah. how the project you're going to work on is going to last, you know, with its audience. So you hope it doesn't just last one season and then be like, "Oh, I forgot about that show." <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah,
0: there's so many factors to that. Yeah,
1: yeah, but um, yeah, actually, I got I got laid off from my job at Digital Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, was one of the more recent hires and it was just the way things worked out and that was actually like you know you don't ever say i want to be laid off early in my career but um you never know when you go full-time you know all the different factors that could could, you know one day you're working next day you're like oh wait i gotta find another work and that spawned a whole new like you know journey into what do i want to do where do i want to go and it kind of just forced the issue um, pretty quick. So that's that's where I ended up deciding, you know, I need to move to California. Um, I had done an internship in New York. I love New York, but um, I'm kind of a wimp with, with the weather. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up just saying, I, I don't think I can handle the, the New York crazy hot summers and winters, and I think the West Coast is for me. And I'd been to Santa Monica once before, and just was like, this place is amazing. I want to, I think I want to live here, um, the west side of LA. So that's kind of how I um, ended up coming to LA and then worked past seven plus years in LA and then eventually kind of had enough life changes going on that uh, I've been in Portland for the last year. And hopefully that's a quick catch up of kind of where I've been. Location-wise, and a little bit of work. I've been freelancing since about a couple of years since moving to to LA. So that's that's kind of that. Awesome. awesome.
0: You know, you've worked yeah, you've on so many. Me... Oh, there's an what echo. <laughs> Do you have headphones on? Oh, um, did it just start? It's been right. like off and on.
1: Um, let me turn down my speakers a little bit. Is that is that a little bit better?
0: Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, now I can't hear myself. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes it goes, it comes and goes, but it's it was really hard right there, right there. So I didn't want it to be in the recording or, you know, people be like, damn it. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, no, it's fine. No, it's, you know, it's, it's, this is what this is, right? It's, we're not even the same room. We're totally separated in totally different locations. So it's, you know, there's bound to be things that happen that's what I love about it though it's it's supposed to be like this
1: let me know if there's any other weird audio things on your end but I can hear you really well
0: okay great okay yeah I have a headset on so I'm like Whitney Houston right now so (laughs) I'm
1: I'm talking to you through my 27 inch cinema display so hopefully the microphone's going to hold up
0: yeah you sound perfect it's just uh, I think was the speakers it was it was giving me an echo and a delay but no it's fine don't (laughs) worry about it I'll let you know if there's something, but, so yeah, but, uh, you know, you did that and then you moved into, um, you know, down South into LA and then, um, like how did, how did things burn for you to become, uh, working on like Terminator Salvation and stuff like that?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I, I worked in motion theory for about two years, uh, full time. So went from digital kitchen full time, to motion theory full time, and then, um went into freelance did a couple gigs you know at different places psyop and other places and uh found found my connection into you know my first film job with uh, a recommend from a friend who is a an animator 3d animator and he just passed my name on to asylum visual effects and that kind of got them to contact me and you know, I was living in Santa Monica, they were Santa Monica based and we met up and I just came in, you know, tail end of Terminator Salvation and had to kind of rock out the whole Skynet UI look and feel with a very small team. And it was great though. It was just really, really intense, like two to three months of work. And, and, you know, when you watch the movie, it's mostly that Skynet portion of the film. Yeah. And all the all the uh, panels light up, the glass panels and all that stuff. So.
0: Yeah. It's a lot of work. Um, what you did on that film. I mean, how many shots was it in that film that you took care of?
1: Uh, let me think. Yeah. I don't. I don't have the exact amount. I mean, I've compiled it for my site, and I don't know. It felt like quite a few shots. It was.
0: It seems like a lot of work. Crazy.
1: 30 maybe more
0: shots yeah yeah and that's two yeah. that's 20 or that's uh two to th- three months you said
1: yeah just two to three months kind of tail end as the whole film was wrapping up um worked with a really talented flame artist who uh you know was putting it all together we were all in like this really small penthouse suite up in the top of the silent visual effects huh. yeah and it was just just you know long days but um great chance to work on something with a lot of visibility and and that really helped you know help get more film work you know while i was in la yeah uh, user interface and animated graphics
0: yeah and that kind of turned you into working on stuff with uh bradley and um david and all them yeah yeah Uh,
1: you're talking about david rosenbaum
0: Oh, yeah, well, David Rosenbaum, yeah, from Mothership, but also David Lewandowski. I'm not sure if you knew him just on yeah. the side or you knew him through Brad or, like...
1: No, no, um, D. Lou or, yeah, David Lewandowski. We knew each other going back to prior to Tron. Um, definitely worked with g to get him in on Tron. He's super talented in so many things. Um, we, we just kind of geeked out on photography early on and he knew quite a bit about strobes and flashes and just that stuff that you know more controlled lighting yeah and we we, uh just kept in touch on that and then cinema 4d was the other thing that we geeked out on a lot and we eventually just found ways to work together on different projects and then tron was like the big the big one yeah
0: that was a like a, a perfect culmination it was like a perfect storm i think for what it was you know that all you guys working together in a, in a same, under the same roof on a project like that is, is really great. I think it, everything it showed it in the final and everything sounds, you know, so, so impressive, you know, all in all, the way it was all put together. So that must've been a really, um, like proud moment for you, I imagine, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was, uh, one of the longest projects I've been on and those are blessings and not usually curses, but oh yeah, yeah. Or blessings because it's not you have easy. Time to develop it, but um, yeah. They they just you need to have the stamina and endurance to kind of, you know, be into it for for that long. It was about a year, um, and luckily Tron, Tron captured my interest, you know, no no doubt for that long, and um, it was it was awesome.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. So, uh, I can imagine must have yeah, been awesome. And you've had your share
1: of, you know, amazing film work that we all we all should be aware of and uh, and doing it younger than I think I started out which is really awesome. So mm. you're kind of just killing it on all that stuff and it's awesome to be talking with someone who gets it, you know
0: oh thanks dude the... uh, you know it's like you said it you think you said it perfectly it's like it's it's a curse but it's also great you know it's it's not easy <laughs> yeah. but yeah i mean it's, you know it's it's that 11th hour kind of thing i bring it up all the time but yeah but thanks dude like i don't know this is just cool getting to know a little bit more about yourself too and your process and moving along and and Working on projects like Tron and stuff, and you know these are huge films. And and obviously, your last one, uh, last big film, you teamed up with a similar team on Oblivion, right? And so you did a bunch of design and and motion graphics as well on that, or kind of a mix, or.
1: Well, after Tron. Don't even have
0: it on your site, man. What's up with that? It is
1: on my new site. We'll we'll get into that about my site. Okay. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Very, very much something I've been working on, but it's. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a perfectionist and it's yeah, still yeah. getting wrapped up and I'm, I'm sure to, that. <laughs> you've okay. seen it, but it's just like, oh, I want to get a couple more things wrapped up and I just need to launch it. It's pretty much ready. It's just like, you know, me
0: obsessing over it a little bit too much. I bet your After Effects files are super clean, huh? <laughs> uh,
1: they can be clean once I know I need to hand them off. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, but, you seem very methodical about your process. You know just just the fact that you wrote out a really sick, nice, cleanly put out like outline it is yeah. yeah I mean it's you know you're pretty opposite to me sometimes with this stuff at least it seems because i I don't take the time to do this kind of stuff, which matters, which is very important, you know so and that and that's that's what kind of turned me on to getting in touch with you. I mean, we talked through email, but getting you on here is because Bradley was like saying how laced up you get with your contracts and how inspirational you've been for him. And this is just gonna be, I think really, um, yeah, because I, I I, I can't really provide much other than like, you know, the basic information, but I think you have much more experience, I suppose, or just you like to dig a little bit deeper, you know, like the business side of things for me as a freelancer, like I let my wife take care of a lot of it and I'm lucky to have somebody to help me with it. And we can talk about that some more, too. I don't, I don't want to segue too much. I just want to talk a little bit prior before about, like, Oblivion and, and uh, your site. But um, we'll get into all the freelance stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, your last project was Oblivion. And you're going to have your site up, what? Come on, give us some time. Yeah, I know. A couple weeks. Finally, you got to put a timeline on that thing, dude, or it'll never get done.
1: Promise it to the world. Let's see. Well, I've been thinking, you know, probably... By end of July, which is pretty much this, this month, because we're doing this at the end of June, um, it, it should be up, um, which is only a month away. Okay, a month. So, there you go. So, end of July, it'll most likely be up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dude. So, <laughs> you need yeah, to give by yourself dates. The podcast,
1: it'll be definitely, I'll be <laughs> promising it because you'll get it out of me. But <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of speaks to what you talked about. You know, I can be quite methodical and i think there's a place for that with what we do you know not every job i can have that luxury and i've had to you know adapt to working super fast and then just like organizing at the end but if i had my choice you know like you would you know be able to think about it long enough to really organize your thoughts and your files everything and uh, yeah when you're talking about doing your own portfolio website that's kind of something that most people can laugh about like yeah it takes the longest or it's the hardest because it's your own thing it's your own thing yeah and uh you know i admire everybody that puts out sites really quick and make them look really good i just think really deep about you know web usability function way more than most people (laughs) because i'm on you know i'm on websites all day and i'm like hey if somebody had Made that easier to click on, or I didn't have to go here or there, you know. That's yeah. What I think about so. I, yeah. Uh, I also get into that stuff. So.
0: Well, that's cool. You know, like yeah, I I take the different route. I'm like, I just go to cargo, and I'm like, yeah, fuck it, just throw these things in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've already done like all the work, and I I just I don't even know what I'm doing in those things. I just go in like the. CSS or whatever it's called, and I just start fucking around with it till like till it feels like it's right, and I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> <Yeah. And laughs> but
1: if it, you can get far enough to just feel like it's working for you, that's what Cardo does really well, and yeah, and G-Monk and I have had many discussions about uh, you know web because he started out you know in the very early web, it was it 2.0 or something, and then him and I through conver- many conversations. He's like, you know, I'm going to get a cargo site. And so he ended up putting out a site way before I have, mm-hmm. um, putting up a lot of his work. But I'm like, dude, when I launch my site, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be because I put a lot of time into it or whatever. <laughs> we'll see how good it turns out, you know, when I launch it. But uh, it, it is from hiring various programmers and just just enjoying the process of, like, getting finessing in a lot of details. So.
0: Well, you know, you just go out your own time then, you know? Fuck it. Like, if that's your time schedule and you want to do that, that's fine, you know? It's all about what you are doing, you know? For me, I, it yeah. was for me it was like, I need work right now, and I need to get my <laughs> shit up right now, and I need it to be so easy that, like, I basically, when you go to the front page, that's it. Like, you get a sense of who I am, and then you just, you're like two clicks away from everything. Yeah. You know? And that was, that was the point. It really yeah.
1: is keep it within like one or two levels of hierarchy and yeah you know we could talk the whole podcast about you know websites let's and do it now. awesome but people are like <laughs> what i'm gonna get freelancing and now we're talking about websites
0: so. well fuck you know websites <laughs> is a huge thing if you have a lemonade stand and you don't have a sign you're shit out of luck you know like you need to have yeah it's like that is the it's the draw you know like if you don't have a good website i mean I mean, this is actually a good way to segue into it. Before we do talk about that, I just wanted to mention to people. So you did all these films. You actually worked on Oblivion up in Portland, right? Or you were midway through Portland. Actually, you're no, down in Santa Monica still.
1: Actually, I did it all from Culver City in in LA. In LA, yeah. And that that made the most sense because we came in really early on the process to build designs and um eventually animations that got shot in camera oh yeah yeah, yeah. unlike Playback. tron where we were just doing a lot of it you know and and after the fact that they shot everything yeah post so we uh we got in early worked with joseph kaczynski um very closely and um we're just in the same office as him he was just down the hall he would come in you know every so often and we'd uh we just have some good conversations, get his feedback and amazing. just go from there. But he's such a great, great director to work with, um, really knows what he wants, but also lets us kind of do what we do. And that's the most you can ask for, I think, from working with any film director. I think, I think in my experience, has been pretty lucky that, you know, well, I've only worked with two, but they, they don't get it all nitpicky about, you know, um, kerning and, all your type, tight, they just know what looks good, you know, and you just try yeah, to get trust. something that, that works, looks good, helps tell the story, and I don't know how it's been for you with that, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have to get in if you don't want,
0: but, oh, it's been know, fine. It's, it's I've it's had, had good good experiences, yeah. yeah, but there's been many jobs, you know, so in between, but, yeah, but I mean, then you, you're like, okay, you're done with LA, and you wanted to get more bang for your buck, and you have a family, you got a wife and a, a little boy, right?
1: A little boy, yeah. yeah he's that's just right. Turned
0: two. two years old. Okay, yeah. So he's very little still. Yeah, a yeah. Young. You got a youngin. So, and then you guys moved up to Portland, and now you're just working from Portland, and you're freelancing up there now, just for yourself, right?
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. I've just been. I've uh, been doing quite a bit of work with Nike, but just yeah, you know, various clients up here in Portland and LA, New York.
0: So. That's awesome. That's awesome. And look, I mean, the risks that you take to 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 leave like the motherland, basically, you know. Yeah, I
1: mean, that's that's interesting you bring it up because it took me a while to get to that point where, like, jumping ship, you know, like, I'm not going to take anything full time. I'm going to just go up there and hope that I've built up my contacts well enough and just sort out, you know, other parts of life that kind of get pushed aside when all you do is work nonstop
0: in L.A., you know? Yeah.
1: So that's you know, kind of been the, the process for me.
0: Well, there you have it, man. There you go. So there's your life summed up in 25 minutes. <laughs> Woo! Woo. <laughs> well, I mean, there you go. So we can segue into any of this stuff, really. I mean, I mean that's a that's a brief intro. Um, we can we'll talk more about you know your process, and as we talk about the freelancing thing, we're gonna tag back and forth between our own experiences and get to, to know a little bit more about you and, and what you've experienced, and 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 get to understand a little bit deeper the layer of like how you've um, accomplish the things that you have, and all that kind of stuff, because it there is there is a bit of a formula to this stuff. There really is, um, and yeah, uh, and, and for
1: anybody and... new to the business, you know, even though Ash and I have been doing this a little bit longer, it's we're still learning our way. You know, big disclaimer right now: we're just still figuring certain things out I, I haven't figured it all out maybe you have but i'm
0: just oh, not even close i mean the, that's why yeah i mean that's that's why we're talking you know it's to help one another yeah this is a huge disclaimer anybody that's listening to this like um take everything that we say with a grain of salt and we're not held accountable for any of this stuff you know <laughs> like don't be coming and suing us for like uh, advice that we might be handing out we're simply just trying to help, you know, and, and and it's through our own experiences and understandings of things. So we're literally just trying to help everybody out. And so, um, and, and, and another thing too, is we don't know everything, obviously nobody does, but there's some people that are going to listen to this. And, and if you are listening to this and you have pointers and advice, or if you would want to come on here and talk with us, like to help us make this more like, uh, round, well rounded, please, by all means, like, um, either email either of us or, um, on SoundCloud, you can actually comment inside the uh, actual audio file and so and i'll check that when we come through here for anybody that has questions so um so if you're you're sitting there and you're hearing some shit that doesn't sound right by all means flag that shit and let us know because you know we're not like we're not specialists obviously we're just we're just people that uh somehow got wrapped up in doing what we do and there's a whole um there's a whole system of how things can work, you know, and and through different experiences. So, but yeah, I mean, shit, let's, let's, there's so much stuff to talk about. Do you want to just start breaking it down uh, and and get as far through this, uh, this doc that you sent?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, so somebody who's not looking at what we're looking at kind of has an idea of some talking points, you know, some of the stuff is defining your business structure being very important. First off, um, you know, the w- remote working process, how that works, um, contracts and agreements, how to spot difficult clients, clients that don't pay, and then just some stuff about work-life balance, you know, since that's important too. Yeah, are, huge. Those are kind of the, the things that we'll get into, but um, yeah, I mean, no, nobody really teaches you this stuff in school. Nobody. Just gay. It's like lame. Or, yeah, it's super I lame. Mean, there was a business practices class that I had in school that tried to, but you just don't know, like at that point in your, in your life, how to put all that piece of the puzzle together. You know, you're just not thinking fully about the whole scenario. I, I transitioned from print design into motion design. So a lot of things are different. Some things are still the same, but you just have to learn as you go and, and talk to people. I think that's really important. Don't try to be in a bubble. Figuring this stuff out. You know, you really got to see what other people's experiences are and hopefully learn from them.
0: Yeah. Reach out. So, yeah. Definitely so Be helpful. having a good social bubble is important, you know. Even if it's just on the internet, you know, like, you know, Jake's all the way up in Portland and I'm all the way down in San Diego, but we're able to connect and, and share ideas and thoughts, you know. Like, you know, G-Monk is up in uh, San Francisco now. Everybody's kind of far away one of my partners and all this stuff anthony's up in canada but we you know we talk probably every day and we just send text messages and stuff it's important to have that um structure you know structure support structure you know yeah. Because yeah if you're alone and you're doing this alone it's going to be really hard and so you need to have people around you that you um can respect and, and and help push but also help push yourself you know that's a very vital thing you know at least yeah, that's my opinion. Sure. You know, if you're doing it by yourself, it's gonna be harder, and that's fine. If you want it to be harder, just go for it. You know, like shit, make the challenge. You know, <laughs> like, but uh, you know, it's not saying like this is it makes it easiest. You know, to do that, it just helps having other people's opinions and stuff. You know, um, you know, it's setting so important.
1: Out. Yeah, it's so important. And I'm, I don't think you know everybody can go their own route and their own path based on their talent, skill set, everything. But you know, for me. I think working full time, you know, in your industry, whatever you want to do, can really build up a lot of great contacts at the beginning that just, it just builds on itself, you know. Um, Not that you have to go full time, but I think figuring out freelance just, you know, from graduating art school or whatever, unless you're going to maybe art center and you've got some really good contacts um, or, you know, any place like that, it can be helpful, I think, to maybe start out somewhere full time or do an internship and learn the ropes. Um, I can only speak to my experience, which was, you know, being full time for like uh, around four years and then taking the, the dive and the freelance. Um, but I th- I mean, I don't know what you think, Ash, but doesn't it feel like for what we do, you kind of have to be in LA or New York at some point in your career to really like push yourself and go hard and get the contacts. I mean. Not everybody has to do it, but it just, it can kickstart things quite
0: a bit. Yeah, I mean, if you're living out like in, in uh, I don't know, like Jamaica, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. and, you, and you really wanted to be a motion, like motion designer, and or you want to be a designer, I mean, you know what, like, you can do anything you want, and you can be anywhere you want. There's no better time than now to have that actually be proven, because location isn't everything these days. It's about your oh. work and how good you are. But, like, you make a great point, and I agree, I couldn't agree more, it's, uh, if you want to really kickstart it and be within your proper element, you kind of want to be, like, by a hub, right? You want to be connected as strongly as you can with everybody around you, New York, or I hear Chicago's really great, too, um, it depends yeah. on what you, what you want, obviously, um, L.A., you know, um.
1: It depends, totally depends, and, and. I'm not saying it's just LA or New York. I mean, no, of talking course to, not. Yeah. We're talking about the, the world, author.
0: too. Yeah, I mean the UK um, has got amazing stuff out there, you know? like, yeah. And I think that some of my favorite creative directors and people that I've worked with come from the UK. It's just amazing ideas and just a great way of looking at things, and they have a great palate and a sense of taste, you know? And so, mm-hmm. I mean, there's really... Um, that I mean, like that, like like we said, everything we're going to say comes with a grain of salt, but I do agree, and I, and I think that had I not had my time at Prologue, um, to really help myself grow and been been so um, lucky and privileged with the, the chance to grow there um, It would have been really hard, you know Like the 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 reason why I say that is I I'm around some of the best and being around the best you, you If you if you're really paying attention you you absorb it Like a like a like a flower in the Sun basically you absorb that energy and you get better and that is important, you know and in order to really get the work under your belt like like Jake did and got Terminator and then he, and then that spawned into Tron then later to Oblivion and then what's next it's going to be more stuff you know it's going to be more but uh um, and these are really choice jobs it's very rare for people to have these kind of jobs it's a uh, a lot of people would want those jobs a lot of people would t- are pining for them you know and and to get those things you kind of have to be in that element you have to be surrounded in it and around it and so for like guys like jake and i are are, are even uh, Gmunk and Gmunk's up in la working at a motion house up there but he, you know we're like we're not necessarily in the central hub anymore but because we're able to do that because our work is helping like sustain us through the internet basically and, and word of mouth and all that kind of stuff you know and, yeah. and various elements of our personalities that allow for clients to to be eager to call us back and want to work with us again and that comes from a lot of other things you know we'll talk about that but i think the location is if you're if you're listening and you're you're aspiring designer or anything and you really want to be make it big and you want to do big things and uh yeah i would i would always advise to be um around the best you know like if you want to be the best you got to be around the best you know
1: come come close to a hub if you can anywhere in the world that just has great work going on and good studios that can bring you on and uh or have you do freelance work that's really important i think yeah Wouldn't especially if you're early on and you have that flexibility you know the older you get the more you can <laughs> get tied down with <laughs> everything so yeah. just you know hopefully you're trying to figure your path out in this field you know when you're young because i don't know too many people that choose to do this you know in their 30s it's, it's a just, yeah. <laughs> it's just not sustainable if you start too late, you know, and uh
0: it's a young person's game for sure. It's a young person's game. For yeah. Sure.
1: And then yeah. you learn to play the game and uh, you know, kind of adapt to what what's needed from having the experience of doing this for a while and it keeps you going, but yeah. Yeah, there's
0: yeah, there's, there's, there's so, so much so to much think about with that, that with that in particular, you know. So, so but right, um, yeah. I think location's key though, so
1: so yeah um and then i think in terms of just how you're gonna have to go through some growing pains paying your dues all that like you you know better than i think probably anybody ash <laughs> with through prologue nah. uh how crazy you know it can get to put in your time and learn from the best but you, you know i don't think many people would be true to themselves if they're like oh yeah i can just call my shots really early in my career and not, you know, have a, or just have a really easy time and not work weekends
0: and not work nights
1: and yeah, good luck. <laughs> Overnights. Yeah. You just kind of have to put that time in.
0: Yeah. There's yeah. no way around that. There's no way, there's around, no that. way around it. The, t- the 10,000 hour rule or whatever, all the successful people I talk to that's, uh, that's the rule. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you really want something, you got to want it, you know, you got to want it more than anything, you know, there's that whole, uh, I don't know if you heard that video, I always remember it too, and this kind of topic comes up, it's a story this guy tells, and I'm going to totally butcher it, And but uh, it's pretty, it's pretty cool, this guy, this guy goes up to the successful guy, and he says, uh, hey, uh, I really want to be successful, you know, can I, can I work with you, or can I, you know, can can I learn from you, and apprentice for you, or whatever?" And the uh the guy says yeah i'm um, sure you know like come and meet me at the beach tomorrow at 8 a.m. in the morning or whatever the guy's like okay have you heard this one i uh, know it's a cool story it's a memorable story for me and i remember it, i was i heard it when i was dealing with doing my uh year and uh it was it inspired me but anyway so the guy's like okay um all right i'll be there so the guy gets in his nicest suit. He's all decked out, looking good, and he goes and meets this guy at the the beach. And then he's like, "Okay, I'm here. You know, what are we gonna do?" And and he's like, "Okay, well, you know, take your shoes off and come out and meet, come out into the water." And the guy's like, "Fuck, this is my f- best suit. You know, like this is what is this guy talking about?" But he really wants to learn, right? So he's eager. So he goes out and he's uh, like at his waist, and the 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 guy, the other guy, the uh, the teacher, I guess you'd call him. Um, says well come on a little bit further and he comes out and he's like now he's like kind of a little bit like to his shoulders and in water and the the waves are coming in and stuff and he's you know at this point he's kind of pissed you know he's like in his best suit and he's all fucking (laughs) he's all wet and he's getting it's basically destroying his suit and so he's like kind of frustrated and so before he can focus the the instructor grabs his head and dunks him underwater and like tries to um doesn't give him any air right pushes him down like doesn't like he need the guy's fighting trying and he's like freaking out he thinks he's gonna die he thinks this guy's coming out to kill him and uh before like you know he's he's on his like last bit of breath uh the the, the teacher releases him lets him come up out of the water and gasp for air and the um the guy freaks out and he's like, what the fuck? And then he says, uh, as soon as you want success, as much as you want to breathe and you'll be successful, you know? And it's like through yeah. that mentality is you got to really take it seriously, you know? And if, if yeah. you, if, and like one thing my friend Danny and I talked about too, is like, if you don't like, it's a kind of a fearful tactic and it's like some part of it does, I don't agree with necessarily, but if like you um if you're not working there's somebody that's hungry like more hungry and more eager than you right behind you in line that will take your spot and you got to understand that and that's the hustle part of freelancing it sounds kind of brutal and kind of shitty but and this is that's why we say it's not a, it's not a like it's a young person's game you know because it is like it can be severe but at the same time there's a beauty in it because the industry will push you you yourself and give you contrast in your life and it will give you an understanding of actually who you are and what you're capable of, you know, and it'll give you so much more than like sitting around and playing video games. Nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do, but you can get so much more out of life if you actually understand your dimension and how far you can push yourself. And so that whole motto of like, if you want if you want success, if you gotta want it as much as you want to breathe, that basically means that you gotta want success as much as you want to live. And if you really understand that and and apply that to your life, you know, like this is a motivational speech here, you know, I don't mean for that, uh, but I it
1: couldn't, couldn't agree more. You know, it's exactly what you need to to survive. Is that just fight to kind of figure it out? And we can be motivated by fear for a lot of our kind of early career. Yeah. And then slowly you kind of lose that fear and you have that confidence yep. of like, hey, you know, I've put in my time. I'm not, I can tread water. I can get way out to sea and still figure all this out. And that's a good analogy, you know. Yeah. I've heard something similar in terms of like, you know, climbing a mountain versus going out in the ocean. But yeah. yeah he I kicks mean, his ass off the mountain or so. You're, you're in, yeah, you're in <laughs> California now. So you got the ocean and I'm in Portland. So I'm thinking more about mountains. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I got to get up there sometime too. I hear it's beautiful up there.
1: Oh, man, it's, it is pretty gorgeous. Right now, summertime. Green.
0: Green. Green. Yeah. Green and gray. Green and gray. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I, I got to get up there. I'll, I'll try to make it up there sometime. We'll, we'll we'll get some food together and have a good laugh. that would yeah, be fine.
1: lots of good food trucks up here that I'll introduce you to. <laughs> yeah, what that's, you know for
0: that sounds good. But, um, uh, yeah, sorry. But
1: I'll, sorry, I'll just try to – well, we're already 40 minutes in, so I'm trying to make sure we kind of – Get into a little bit of more of this stuff that I've, you know, learned as I've gone, but um, for business structure, you know, that's an important thing to figure out. I didn't have it all figured out when I started freelancing, but it took me about a year, year and a half to realize, wow, I should be thinking of how I structure my business in terms of like the legal formation of the business. Yeah. So I was doing sole proprietorship and just kind of paying my taxes to the... Uh, Santa Monica, where I lived, and just that was simple. You know, I needed some time to figure out what do I want to be
0: in terms of structure. Um, LLC, right? um, I'm an S corp. You're an S corp now, but that's you were doing LLC prior, right?
1: Uh, I was just doing sole proprietorship. Sole proprietorship, okay. Yeah, yeah. What are you set up as?
0: Well, that's what I was doing too. And my wife and I just set up the S corp like five months ago. So, and we're learning, you know. Through all this madness, we did it through LegalZoom too. Like uh, I think you mentioned that you did yours set up through LegalZoom. Yeah. Yeah. And can kind you def- of- can you kind of explain to people that might not get this? This is gonna we're gonna start going into the deeper territory. I, I kind of have an understanding of it, but the S corp and the difference between an mm-hmm. S corp, a sole proprietor, or LLC. Um, I mean these there's well, all I- these different benefits and stuff. So.
1: Yeah, I would say the way that I learned about it was a lot of research online because, you know, before you start paying an accountant or a lawyer, you, you kind of want to figure out whatever you can. So you kind of know what you're talking about a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though they can inform you on a lot of a lot more stuff. I mean, taxes and, you know, breaking all that stuff down doesn't really come that easily to me. You know, We're, we're creative types. <laughs> yeah. you would rather have somebody else just tell us, hey, this is how it works. As long as you understand the general principles, is like, this is going to be a, a good way to go. Yeah. So like I met up with a couple of accountants who would talk about, Hey, you know, we'll, we'll set this up for you. And, you know, it was good to learn, learn kind of what they were saying. And I, I kept asking for recommends on like, you know, a good accountant that knows the industry. And I finally found one that I feel really good with and I've been would using you- it for a couple of years. And,
0: um, you want to give because, him a shout out? Or do you think that you probably don't want to do that? Sure. I mean, if, if, if he's good, you know, like send him, send people his way, you know? Like, that's up, another up, thing. It's, it's hard to find to people me, that you can trust, you know? That's a big the, deal.
1: The caveat with, with him is you should have your paperwork pretty together in terms of like, you can't be just a complete mess. Of, no, you like, can't, yeah. With any accountant, stuff?
0: really, usually, you know? <laughs> yeah. They're, they're going to be like, go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just need to be. Organized and professional to begin with. Yeah. I think to start thinking about bringing on an accountant or a lawyer at some point,
0: or even running your own business. You know, like you yeah, got, I mean, you got to be... have
1: everything in order. But you just want to be able to like help them not have to. You're not wanting to pay them to wade through just stuff that you can organize and kind of, you know, sift through a little bit yourself. So
0: yeah, they make good money. So <laughs> <laughs> they make good money on lazy people too, especially. Exactly, yeah. and so what's I guess his, I would say what's his name or her name or whatever.
1: Uh, Dave Kovacs, and he's based in LA, okay. and um, and he's just been a great a great guy to work with. Awesome. And he's he's worked with you know um, actual companies in the industry who you know have a lot more complicated scenarios than what I do, but you know he's handled me as a individual person with an S corp very well and that's that's been great awesome yeah so he helped me set it up through LegalZoom. i mean the fact that he recommended LegalZoom was nice because you know they kind of specialize in that kind of formation and they can set you up i believe with llc or s corp or c corp and you know i made some notes here of kind of the length of my understanding of this and then you obviously would want to talk to an accountant um, or a lawyer I don't know if lawyers are the person to talk to, but just somebody who knows the stuff. I mean, talk Isn't to LegalZoom. Yeah, well, yeah or LegalZoom. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Look up LegalZoom and like see what they what they tell you there before you even go any further. Um, but yeah, for tax benefits, um, because you basically give yourself a salary that's considered reasonable,
0: and a million this- dollars.
1: Yeah, yeah, million dollars. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You gotta dream big here, um, <laughs> and then hopefully you're making way more than a million because you want to write off the rest. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, because taxes take like a third. Yeah, so good luck. Yeah, taxes what a
1: mess. But <laughs> so painful. Just, yeah, you just want to limit your tax liability and protect your personal assets from your business assets. Yeah, yeah. and that's what a. Corporation, I think LLCs also can do. Yeah, yeah, and it's a barrier. Yeah, the barrier, a good barrier, and a great one. And then there's like startup fees to do a an S corp that Um, are kind of annoying, but it was like a
0: thousand bucks. I think was that similar? Yeah,
1: about a thousand, and then you're paying about eight hundred per year to keep your S corp right, just like yeah, Cost in California to keep it. So yeah, and moving states is actually interesting with escorts, something I've had to figure out being in Portland. Um, you know, I, I've kept my California escort, but also have set myself up as a foreign corporation, which just means anywhere besides Oregon, which is where I live now. And that, that lets me kind of operate my business from Oregon, but it's all been set up in California, which you don't want to like, it's a lot of work to dissolve a corporation because it's set up in a certain state and then started up in a new state. Yeah. Yeah. So I've just kind of found the most effective way to kind of keep my California one and now have something in Oregon that works. Each state obviously is different. So you're gonna have to look into that in more detail, but that's kind of, I would say the S Corp in a real nutshell or just business structure. You really want to have that figured out because like in LA, um, I needed to figure out, there's all these reasons to have an S corp, how it was beneficial for tax write-off, not being on like the uh, the company's payroll. It basically lets a company feel like you can handle yourself and your taxes because you're set up properly. And you know, the government's been cracking down on all this cla- misclassification of employees versus contractors, and it's just, It's the, it was kind of a necessary step, you know, being freelance to have a good structure where this is all getting paid in my business and my contracts run through my business. And it's just about being professional and not trying to like, you know, limit yourself when these, these business structures help you out. Yeah. So I don't know what your experience was with that, but hopefully we were getting similar advice.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, the reason why to have an S Corp, uh, Hey wait, I'm getting an echo again. Oh, sorry. That's right. It's all right. Let's see. Let's see check, check, sorry. check. Still On y- on you when you Yeah. When you... yeah. Not on no. you though. Well I because okay. I don't have a speaker thing set up. How about now? Okay, it's gone. Oh. Okay. Uh, Well, the reason why we went to the S Corp uh, is because, like, the umbrella, what you talked about. And so if you're working for a company and you don't, like, let's just hope this never happens, but something happens where uh, you get sued or something, like, maybe a file gets leaked or something something weird happens, right? right? They can come after you personally and, like, sue you and take your house and all your possessions and you're just pretty much fucked. But the yeah. S the S corp the the way I see it I look at things very simple right I mean it's this I mean it, it's bad for this stuff because it's so there's so many factors right there's so many things but the way I look at it I just look at it like okay this is like a big umbrella and then I pay myself out but the thing that the reason the main thing that we did it is because uh, I just didn't want to deal with um, having people come after me and my family personally and it was worth it was worth the cost of setting it up and then the you know the 800 dollars or whatever a, a year to, to set it up and have it happen and it's a lot of work to be honest it is especially in the yeah. beginning and I'm so lucky my wife is my wife's actually like a financial advisor and like a not an accountant but she's really great with numbers and stuff so it was like a perfect setup she's kind of opposite to me Dude so, same with me man That's, that's- that's so helpful, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is, man. Like, uh, yeah, I, I'll joke with her. I'm like, yeah, you know, I married you for this help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she says, what? No. <laughs> no, she gets all pissed. Like, you're just lazy, you know. So I'm like, hey, well, I'm sitting up working 18 hours, so it's fine. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it works out. <laughs> but, no, I mean, the, the, the reason why we did that, though, is – definitely that because I've had some instances and, and, and dealing with like bankruptcies and all that kind of stuff. And it's just, it's the worst situation. It's the worst setup. And there's such crap to deal with. And it's so horrible. And you, you really need to protect yourself, uh, legally, you need to have that barrier. If you don't have it, it's very sketchy. And so that is like, for me, it's the, um, number one benefit is having that barrier between yourself and these huge fucking massive companies because they'll just smash you and they don't give a shit like not to be a dick but it's like you're just a tool you know like you're tool to the the piece of it and we are all we're all integral parts of that system but when it comes to business like there's no gray in business it's black or white you know and that's one thing i've learned the hard way um is there's no there's no gray zone with, with, with business it's just it's cutthroat unfortunately you know but that's just it right and that's why I think a lot of artists and myself included for so long kinda of failed at seeing these things because I work with my passion I work with my heart and I put all my heart into things and therefore I let myself be extremely vulnerable to um, signing the wrong contracts and doing the wrong things and then therefore I Totally fuck myself over in the long run with the legal stuff, you know. So, it's just uh, it's it's the 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 S corp is a is like a must have I think if you're gonna be serious about going freelance. Um, you can do the LLC thing and the sole proprietor, but that doesn't protect you. Like it doesn't. Like they can go right after you because it's you, you're the person. But it's 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 one step towards the S corp from what I understand. Obviously, but the S corp's the way to go. You become your own company. And if somebody tries to sue you, you can say, well, tough shit, take all the money out of the account and dissolve the S Corp and start another one, you know, like, it sounds irresponsible, but there's, you know, there, there might be situations where you need to have an escape plan. And that's just it, you know, and having that ability, trust me, you don't want to lose your house. You don't want to go bankrupt because of some weird shit that you can't control, you know. Yeah, so.
1: yeah, you never know what could happen, obviously, and and you need peace of mind for all the different contracts that you are gonna sign, um, especially freelancing, because you're not just coming under one contract for a full-time job. You're you're coming under a barrage of what's. I'm gonna call them agreements because it just sounds a little nicer. That's why I usually call mine agreements. You know, contracts sound very, you know, harsh and stiff. And <laughs> yeah, you know, at the end of the day, it's the same thing. I just
0: you know, it's the first yeah, the way are
1: agreements that you're have you're taking on between you and and the person you're doing work for Yeah. And, um, and I like I want to say I'm I'm very grateful that I've been I guess maybe lucky or just had hopefully good, you know, intuition to work with good clients, mostly good clients over my career and especially freelance um, clients that know that i'm i'm serious and professional about what i do and that's you know a very important thing to convey i think when you do work for somebody if they don't feel like you're buttoned up they maybe they do get tempted to take advantage of the situation but if you come there knowing your stuff and being buttoned up um it it frees you up to be your creative self which is all you really want to be once you get all this other stuff out of the way
0: yeah
1: and that is hard for a lot of us to you know spend time on because we just want to like make the next cool thing and yeah well you know, get our ideas out there
0: yeah it's, it's hard enough just to keep up with technology and the competition and shit and the last thing you want to be doing is like sitting here re- reading and understanding like tax laws and contracts i mean that's the last thing you want to yeah. do so what you kind of want to do i think is gear yourself up be smart about all your agreements or your contracts or whatever make as much money as you possibly can so that you can afford to pay somebody to do that if you if you're not lucky like us that have wives that can help us out you need to have you're gonna have to pay somebody in order to do that you have to have a certain amount of cash obviously and the startup to get it going is a little bit but at the same time it's like it's like when you pay for something there's this um undefined like understanding of like commitment right and through commitment you step to another level mentally like if you go to school and it costs you three hundred thousand dollars to go to school you have to get out of that school and go pay it all off. And you have, Mm -hmm. there's a sense of, uh, ownership, right. To that, um, expectation. And so like when I went and when I did the S corp and all that stuff, it's like, well, I'm now I'm a corporation. I have to own up to that. And there's like, there's just levels of it, you know, but it's about taking yourself seriously. If you really want to take yourself seriously, you do that. And you you made a, a perfect point. I couldn't agree with you more. I think, um, and I don't think clients try to take advantage of people, and it's not like usually intentional. Some people do, and it's that they're bad people, but not everybody. There's a lot of great people out there. But if you're not taking yourself seriously, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna walk over you, like, and it's not and it's not like it's a uh, it's, it's it's not like I'm saying this is a good thing. It's just you know you got to respect yourself. You gotta um, you got you have to be prepared and respect yourself in order to get respect. You know, and and. In order to get you know like that's the dynamic between a client you know like you need to be trusted you need to be respected and as an artist a creative person like it's very important for you to be their voice not their hands you know like you can't you have to be you have to have that level of trust and, and doing your business and your due diligence your due diligence with this kind of stuff is really key to keeping your success and that's a huge thing to think about like that's a big point i think that's just my opinion though but like that's the way i see it like it's vital so it is it is vital and
1: i should bring up this talk that really has inspired me like you know Please. a couple of years ago when i read heard it and now just recently kind of getting back into the conversation with you about all this stuff but it's such a it's a good talk that sounds really harsh to clients sure. um
0: Oh yeah, I know this one.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I try not to you know curse and swear, but the the name of the talk is, fucku you pay me, or you know you can say that. I that's just something I try to hold back on. But anyway, <laughs> good for you. good for you. You should say it's, it, 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 it it's, you, it's, you should say it forcefully
0: right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, the video is called "Fuck You Pay Me." Exactly. <clears throat> and, and it's a uh, yeah. We we'll that's... we'll put the the link in the uh, the talk. Good in. for you, man. That's good. I, I cuss too much. So. No,
1: I, I do under my breath all the time, but I just... That's to... good,
0: though. I mean, dude, I mean, it's with, you know... I think sometimes when I cuss, it's because I don't I don't know how to articulate myself properly enough, and I'm just like going to my lizard brain, and I'm all, ooh, 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 okay, man, you know, hey. like that's, it. no, <laughs> or it's just it, it, my emotions or something. But and, and also sometimes it's just funny to so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't think
1: it's something that anyone should think, you know, you know, can't say what I want to say. It's just you know just something I'm trying to be more aware of. Um, but but basically this this talk is geared towards, well, it's, it's so smart because the guy just brings on his lawyer, you know, like he doesn't talk about his interpretations of contracts. He's like, here's my lawyer, we, he's written up some good stuff for me and uh, and they talk about it. Yep. And it really helps you feel more confident, I think, after watching it that, you know, okay, I probably should talk to a lawyer when I get in these, you know, sticky situations or ideally before. and you know finding one is really hard you know for you to probably feel really comfortable with them but um ask around do whatever you can think of all the people you may have come across hey can can you give me a recommend of somebody that you trust and you're basically just trying to find somebody that like understands our conundrums in this business and can help you navigate it with a good contract and like reading over contracts if you know it's really important stuff like going to go work on a film for a year, it'd be pretty helpful to have, you know, some legalized looking at that and just making
0: yeah. sure. Yeah, you, you don't, know, you don't it, want to be I after mean, that year of working so hard and then they're like, yeah, you can't show any of this work and be like, well, what the fuck? You know, and as yeah. a freelancer, that's the worst thing that could happen to you almost. The the second to worst thing is that is you don't get the jobs, you know, but the, the right after that is not being able to show your work because you have to be active right and so yeah i mean that that's a great that's a great thing i didn't mean to jump in but that's you know you definitely need to find a lawyer that that um, understands you i don't actually have a lawyer and or a guy i have a guy that's dealing with my bankruptcy case but i don't have um and i didn't go bankrupt by the way people just it's another company i was working for yeah (laughs) no i'm fine it's just another company yeah Yeah. but i won't say but you, you know it's like uh But I don't have, like, a a specific lawyer. I think you you had a guy that you were kind of laced up with, um, right?
1: Yeah, actually, somebody that I knew from very early in my my career that was kind of helping companies and then went kind of freelance and helped me get a contract put together for not too much money, under $1,000, you know, like... That's great. If you think of the cost of, you know, set aside... $1000, 1500 I think max for just the important business stuff. And you can get pretty much I think you should be able to get everything you need to just get started and get going, you know, first couple of years of your career if you can. Cuz you know like for under $1000, that's a couple hours of a lawyer's time. Hopefully, you know, more like 500 bucks. And and you're getting and you need to know what you want. Like do you want your rate to be ironed out well? Well then Say, tell the lawyer what your, you know, your rate structure is or what other people's are and just get that in there. Look at whatever contracts you can. Maybe you have some reference points. Yeah. And then, you know, this is all, again, disclaimer. Just So arts. disclaimer, yeah. <clears throat>
0: it's it's really weird that there's so many industries. I mean, look at, like, look at, like, what a lawyer does, right? He, d- he, he kind of like creates these things about laws that, th- things that we all agree upon and not oftentimes things we don't necessarily agree on. Just we get stuck in this big warp of whatever bullshit but it's so weird to think that like within our industry and artists like alike um it's like nobody shares this shit. That's what blows me blows my mind. That's why I literally why I started this podcast because the whole visual effects community thing, that whole life of pie shit and all that stuff. I was just like, uh-huh. uh, all right, that's it. I've had enough of like <laughs> I'm not going to just like go turn my uh icon and Facebook to green. I'm actually going to figure out a way to fucking help because this is ridiculous like and like just just I mean, I don't I'm going to keep harping on it, but it's just like we really need to express and help one another with this stuff you know and we're going to do just that whatever we can do and try to get this out to as many people and help out and get more people on here but definitely yeah, the but... idea of having a lawyer or somebody that's powerful enough it's like nobody would have told me that when i first went to freelance i was shitting my pants i was like how am i going to do this but i, I was just like I, I within me i couldn't work at a place anymore i, I just I was fighting my egos were just too too crazy i just i couldn't deal with it and so i had to go on my own but, it, I mean, I, I contacted a couple of my friends who were great, uh, my friend Roy, and, and he, he, he sent me some of his information and told me to get an S-Corp and the legal Zoom thing, you know, and I had a couple of friends that helped me out. And I'm really thankful for their help. But, man, it's just like... A, really need to have like a like people be able to have this stuff set up because that's why people are getting taken advantage of is because there's people that are eager to work like myself like yourself that's never going to go away but the the respect level the level of respect you know which is vital you know and 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 definitely having somebody like a lawyer look over your stuff and and uh do you want to give a shout out to your lawyer too i mean like
1: well I'll, i'll be honest like i'm kind of in the process of getting this lawyer back you know from not having a conflict of interest with the company within our industry. Okay. Um, they're available now to, you know, kind of get back in touch and help me with some, some lingering things that I wanted to finish up. Um, so I can't really give the shout out just yet because it's, it's all still in process. But, um, but I, I, all I can say is like, get don't be afraid of just, you know, the the cost of a couple hours of a lawyer's time if you really care about, you know, having something that you're gonna use on every job, if you, especially if you're going freelance. And and you're gonna to have to morph it and kind of adapt it here and there. That's what I've done. Yeah, you I don't have go to. to. I don't go to a lawyer like every time I need something because I couldn't afford it, you know. I, yeah, I gets Basically, you get one good document that outlines, you know, your main, I guess, concerns or fears of where you can get taken advantage of. Yeah. and. And you just need to have those things clearly stated. And I'll just kind of go through the key structure of like my agreement is just basically a rate, you know, you you agree on, on a rate and a payment schedule. Um, That's item one. Um, And then you also include like portfolio usage and that's really it. I mean, obviously that sounds really simple, but those are the two main things that I want agreed. And then the things that I'm still kind of finessing are stuff like a kill fee if uh, clients end the job early. I've had, I haven't really had much to deal with on that, but you never know when that can happen. You just want to like not get screwed. You want to explain that,
0: what that is to people that um, might not understand what that actually does?
1: Yeah, basically a a kill fee or early termination of a project means the client changes their minds or, um, you know, you could be working for a production company and their client, stops the job, so many things that could go wrong that are completely out of your control. And you, you don't want to be the last man down on the chain, like, oh, you know, I need to get paid because I committed all this time, you know, a booking where you're committed a certain amount of time with this company. And they pull the booking out from under you and you just, it's not about taking it personally and getting all your emotions wrapped into it. And it's just business at the end of the day. And what you're trying to do is just negotiate. When this happens, um, you will need to pay me, you know, based off whatever we've agreed on to cover the time that I've lost, you know, thinking I was on your projects when I'm gonna have to go find more work, you know. Yeah, it's really shitty. Clients understand how it can how that would be on our scenario. I mean, any any decent human being is going to understand that. Yeah, it's just about communicating it up front. I can't stress how much all this has to be agreed upon up front. Because one thing that you let slide through the cracks that isn't agreed upon that comes up as an issue, it's like the most awkward thing ever to to figure out because you you didn't define this you know the relationship at the beginning, and um, that's just so important to like figure it out up front. And it takes a little bit of time. It takes patience to say this may take two or three days of back and forth emailing or whatever for them to you know know what my terms are for me to read their contract and you may just want to get into the project but i'm I'm telling you if you can have that patience and wait and figure it all out and get two signatures on on an agreement uh you're gonna feel a lot better you know moving forward with the project
0: yeah and another thing to note about clients that are resistant are don't want to sign these kind of contracts or something is, is to think that, um, they might not be the best client for you to work for, you know, Yeah, like if people are resisting, like signing something that's basically like respecting you and your time. You don't want so, de- to deal. You don't want to deal with them. Yeah, yeah. And, and you kind of want to dis- you want to smash it right at the beginning. And we can kind of segue into to um kind of the signs of bad clients or not not necessarily bad clients because I don't want to talk shit about people. People are people. They're going to make mistakes. We all make mistakes. But there's people out there that are okay with wasting people's time and resources, and it's really shitty. And, and there's sometimes a.
1: Sometimes they get that thrown on them from their client, right? Like you totally. work studios. Clients work to clients for, to clients, yeah. Yeah, clients to clients to clients. Yeah. And basically, my my four four signs of somebody who's just not got their stuff together, uh, you know, could just be bad timing. Is like they're taking too long to get through, you know, simple agreement stuff with you through email or in person. Um, that's definitely a bad sign, you know, Yeah, time management, respect to time. Yeah. If a a business, yeah. Yeah. And, and if they send you a super long contract that like covers all their issues and doesn't really think about you most, I think most reasonable ones always build in some protections for you too. So you feel comfortable. And when I say you, you as an artist who's coming on to this company, and most, most of them that I've read do do that. Some of them don't. And that's where you're just like, oh no, you know, red flag. Do I really want to, you know, try to alter theirs, which just protects them over and over. Um, I've seen some crazy ones, you know, just- Yeah, me too. Like, I've like seen like
0: of... 50 to 60 page ones. It's just like, yeah, I don't even want to deal with it, you know? I
1: try to read through these things and it's like the worst thing ever, but- um, <laughs> But I still but t- I I'm used to just take the job still though.
0: Yeah, sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, sorry. I don't know. Do you try to read through contracts? I mean, it's it's I send them
0: to my wife now (laughs) because, you know, like she uh, her and I have an agreement. Now, I don't sign anything unless she reads over them and and approves that they're okay. But now I think uh, especially doing this now, like I've tried it a couple of times actually back and forth with clients. And it depends. The big the huge companies, I usually don't play with that, those contracts back and forth. Yeah. Um, because they the huge companies like Warner Brothers and all these guys like they're usually out to protect themselves of course they're huge yeah. but they do have some things to protect us as well and uh, it, but it's very hard sometimes to get companies like that to move and bend to your requests so it's hard to kind of you know and sometimes the opportunity is so good that you just want to take it you know and and to get those that next level of work so you know if you're out there and you're hungry for work and you're not willing to like bend yourself backwards to get um, your contracts worked out i don't blame you but you just you're letting yourself become vulnerable to bigger issues and big issues like i like i mentioned before you put a year in on a project and at the end of it they're like well tough shit you don't you can't show any of it you know and then you're going to be like well what the fuck was i doing it for you know not only uh, to pay the bills but you really need to have ownership of those things
1: you need to be able to show something i believe this is my my personal feeling when something goes public you know there's got to be a really good extenuating extenuating reason to you know limit somebody from showing something when it's been put out there to everybody it's not secret anymore And I know sometimes big companies and clients will, you know, have their reasons for whatever they are, and I'm not trying to downplay them, but you just, it's hard to understand when something goes public, why you couldn't show it as an artist, you know?
0: Yeah, it hurts. It hurts because um, if you're passionate like we are, you put a ton of time in, you sacrifice a ton of time, there's, you know, weekends and spending time with friends and family, you sacrifice things. And then at the end of it, when you're not able to show it, it's like... It's like, you know, it's like not being able to show, like a friend of mine, my friend Jace made made it perfect. It was perfectly, he's like, imagine like raising your kid and your kid does amazing, like amazing at soccer, right? And like, they are really amazing. And and they get this trophy, right? And uh, before you get the trophy from the person, they're like, no, well, you can't take it home and you can't show anybody and you can't talk about like how proud you are of your kid come on it's it's kind of soul crushing right it's soul crushing dude it's just like
1: being stomped down and very disrespectful
0: and the way to protect yourself from doing that and from having that happen is uh simply just don't sign contracts that say that you can't show your work i mean don't do that like that's one big deal right there like you have to have it in a contract or have it amended or have it worked out so that or
1: or you know add in the cost of the opportunity loss for there not you go. Yeah. To, to show it and if it's if it's a week-long project or a couple weeks you, you may need the money and you know you may have to just suck it up and say definitely okay this is a very confidential job i get it i don't know when if ever i'll be able to show it and you know you have to make those calls in the course of your career but yeah yeah you and i have seen plenty of ndas and really confidential stuff that they, you know, it all harkens back to Corps. You just, yeah. you're, you're. We know some information that we definitely don't want to ever get out there because it's just super damaging to companies and clients. And we're, we do all our, all we can to make sure that stays confidential. Yeah, and, we must. It's and agreement. That's yeah. what we're agreeing to. So. Yeah. And nothing's ever happened like that on, I think, either of our parts because we're professionals and we we guard that stuff with our lives. And. You know, but there, there's, there's all those things that will sound really bad if something happens and you just, you don't want to be falsely accused or something. You want to just have your stuff lined up. So
0: Yeah, and you br- um, we bring up a great point about like if, some, if a client's saying that you can't show the work and you really want the job, well then if your rate's X amount of money, then times it by two or go like 1.5 or, you know, like do a time and a half. And tell them that's your rate and because you have to count your losses, you know, so don't be yeah, afraid to ask that, you know. Because... I, don't,
1: I, I say don't be afraid also to tell them, you know, and, and not try to make it an emotional thing like, hey, you know, it's just this is what I'm missing out on by not being able to show the work. So I want you to understand what I need to do to make up for it. Yeah. And I've, I've not had to really go that far or I've never done that personally, but um, not to say I wouldn't, it just depends on the situation.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, naturally. Well that's good to hear though, but I mean that's just that's just been my take on it. I mean I've had jobs where I I'm not able to show it and, um, you know, I have to charge accordingly and that's just it. And they're okay with that. And they understand that. And if they didn't, I wouldn't do the job. And I promise you, uh, if you're listening to this too, and if you're, if you're aspiring and you're strong and you're hungry and you're ready to go, if you're worried about closing that door, don't worry about it because if you're good enough, the next, somebody will email you and you'll have another job the next day or something will happen. You know, or if you're hustling hard enough, something will happen. It yeah. will, it will happen. And you got to be really active one really big thing and i don't want to miss on these things uh there's a lot of really key factors right to to being freelance and, and if you're if you're thinking about going freelance or or if you are and you're trying to understand how to be better at it one huge thing and, and i i owe a huge um a huge amount of gratitude to justin and motionographer because they literally uh created you know. they created my my freelance Path, basically like that website and him personally and I wanted to be known there was no favoritism or anything like that he I sent in my work what, what happened I'll just tell the story quickly but what the, the main point of this is you need to be able to obviously show your work be very um, don't be afraid about promoting yourself and uh, get it on to the most like uh, get it to where as many eyes can see it as possible right but uh, yeah so I quit my job On a friday the job i had Uh, it wasn't prologue i was working at another studio and that night i had made my site and then saturday i had sent the site it was all finished i sent the site i think to motionographer late night at like four o'clock in the morning saturday night and then like three hours later i got like a message back saying it was up on there on like the quickie section Mm -hmm. and i was like holy shit! and then i was like thank you so much and you know like it was like a. didn't think it was going to happen i just I, I took the risk and and I threw myself out there and and you know I was well, this
1: is coming from a guy who was a prologue for I don't know how how many years it was just
0: one year I only so even and, one
1: year but but your your work just speaks for itself so if your work's oh, thanks, really man. good it's well good. yeah it's all about
0: your work right I mean if you're if you're if you're not good you know like you got to get good you know like, get good yeah, yeah and
1: then send it to motionographer
0: yeah yeah please yeah because I mean uh yeah I mean you used to author I, I I I tried to author a little bit but I got too busy. But there's, there's, man, there's so many emails that come through from everybody and ev- and everybody wants that chance, right? But, and if you're not getting that chance, the, ch- the, the, uh, the, the possibility is, is that you're not good enough and not to be a dick and it's not like i'm saying i'm good enough at all i don't i don't want to sound like that uh, it just i was lucky that they liked it enough you know that's I, when, I never think i'm very i'm good that's not my that's i'm not the one that judges that right the world judges that. i don't leave that up to myself to think that i don't I'm never like that mm-hmm. but yeah. but the world judges you right and and there's companies and there's these websites like motionographer and justin and and, and all those guys that are the great team that are a part of that and so what i'm saying is that from that Everything opened. Everything. The floodgates came in. Hundreds of emails. Everything happened from that situation on. And ever since then, it's been. I haven't really had. Yeah, I've had no issues with any dried-up spots with no work. And I think. But it's the way that it was. It was the formula, right? Like before working at Prolog, I had a goal. It was like a way of seeing it all. I saw. I saw myself two years away, and I saw myself actually sitting here right now doing this. But it was like, go work at the best studio do a year, only a year, because you can only handle so much of that, and then get yourself amazing portfolio, use all your work and your abilities, like seriously dedicate yourself completely to it, take all that, and then project yourself, get yourself noticed, and then from that, get yourself onto like uh, the, basically like the pipeline of people, and then there you go, and that's it. But it all breaks down to your work, right? It all comes down to it because you're a service. You're providing a service. If you're not very good at your service, like, you know, you, keep, you working have, keep working <laughs> at it. Yeah. If you if you have a plumbing leak, you don't want to call some random plumber to come fix your shit. You want to call the best one in town. And you want to be the best plumber in town, basically. That sounds really, like, shitty and breaking it down like that. And it's But it's business, you know. Like, we're talking about business here. And you got to really think about yourself as, like, you are that person that's going to help and, and people paid lots of money for your expertise and help and assistance. And you got to take that, you got to respect that yeah. and do your best. That's you know?
1: such a, I don't want to interrupt.
0: No, please. Awesome. No, this is like, there's no, <laughs> there's no structure to this shit. Yeah. dude.
1: But, but all that really just kind of reinforces in my mind, the whole idea of just, yeah, you, you have to put in your dues because like what you did, it was, it just gave you the springboard for so many other things and with, with a family, with kids, if you have them, it just, is going to get more and more complicated. Those are, you don't get any more time in the day when you get a wife or marry a wife or if your girl marry a husband or have a kid, you know, you still have 24 hours in a day. You have to figure it all out. Um, just as quickly as you did before. There's no really favoritism, um, one way or the other, but just do it, uh, do it early and work really hard and have a plan figured out for sure because it's it's so much harder if you don't you know
0: oh yeah you're gonna spin your wheels and you're not going to go anywhere uh, trust me you need a plan you really need a plan and and if you're not listening to this properly i can't stress it more you have to have your your work has to be the most important thing if your work's not good none of this other none of this other stuff really works out you don't want to spend money on a lawyer you don't want to do all that stuff you need a first thing is your work has to be good and you have to be honest and relate your work to the best out there and you have to be very honest with yourself, and you have to ask people that aren't like emotionally uh, attached to you. You know, don't ask your mama, don't ask your wifey or your husband. (laughs) (laughs) Ask legitimate strangers, ask people, and really throw yourself out there and compare yourself, put your contrast to yourself, but don't try to copy that person, just get to that level within yourself. The most important thing you can do also, not only is your work, but to have your own voice, right? Because if you're just like the next guy down the list they're just gonna hire that person and you don't want to be in that situation and it's not like you have to just sit there and think like what's gonna make me me just go fucking do work like if you just do that it'll happen like trust me you'll eventually find out like all the weird nuances that makes you you the things that you love like I'm a huge fan of like animation and I'm a huge fan of like Pixar and like weird movies and shit. And so it, and I try to try to bring it out in my work, you know, and it's, and it's all through all those sayings I realize that that's my personality. That's my style. That's who I am. And the yeah. more you realize that the better you'll be. And then companies are going to literally want to have you, your voice, who you are. Um, and that will be everything else. But honestly, like it's, sorry to, to say Wayne, this is the first thing, this is the most important first thing. And like the, the idea of su- success as much as you want to breathe, you know, like it all comes from that same thing and you have to have a plan and you have to have a de- dedication to it. But if you're already in the system and you're already doing this, but you're worried and you're not doing things right, definitely get your lawyer, get laced up with somebody that is, um, you know, solid enough with their legal terminology to help you with things. Um, if you're not really good at reading contracts, hey, maybe your mom is really good at shit like that or your dad is send it to them have them help you you know like if somebody loves you they're going to help you out and they're to want to support you you know and nobody's perfect you might not get it right the first time that's one thing about this too is like no matter how many things you do precautions lawyers and all that stuff you might not ever get it right but the idea that you're putting effort to try and make sure you get it right is the way to go you know
1: yeah totally and maybe maybe we wrap it up talking about like work-life balance a little bit because sure i mean we can t- so, we can
0: i mean this is like everybody this is part one and um if, if jake's uh, gonna be so kind as to give us more of his time for another episode where we get more into it um and you guys can ask more questions we'll have part two and we'll probably try to make this like a three-hour combined thing Um, but we're both busy and we got a lot of stuff going on, but I mean, we can, we can, let's go for like another 10 minutes, but I want to, I mean, definitely let's talk about work life and we can keep extrapolating on all these things. And I keep harping on all kinds of shit and pulling (laughs) you, I'm messing up the whole program. I apologize. It's kind of how I, how I work. So
1: we've gotten through a lot, you know, in in short amount of time and, and it it requires more discussion, you know, further on. And I'm totally down to talk about more of the more of that stuff so i'm what looking a, forward to it
0: what a gem awesome well go ahead and go ahead and talk about your work life balance because you, you and while i actually want to talk about my schedule now and i want to talk to you about your schedule and timing and sleep schedules and stuff like that yeah. let's talk well, about it let's go into it
1: i'm totally still working it out let's just say <laughs> i don't really know what all works for me just yet i'm just trying to start some experiments and and you know just learning some things as i get older what works what doesn't work Um, but yeah, at this point, you know, having a family and only so much time in the day, uh, I think basically one thing that's really helped me recently was I took a trip to Iceland and Mm -hmm. it was kind of just spontaneous, it was a photography trip and I love photography and it's just like, you know, refuels, re-energizes my creative passion to like go out and shoot and that's just so important for me. And I was feeling like the need to just get something, an experience like that in um, with just putting everything else first, like the move, um, family, which are all important and which I think you should put first. Yeah, of course. You know, I, got, I was starting to feel really drained, like creatively not having put in the time that I wanted to. So um, this, this trip to Iceland came up kind of spontaneously, it was with three other guys from LA that are awesome guys. And we, we all just went and had an amazing, almost two weeks shooting uh, in Iceland, and it was like- So
0: sick. Yeah, you think- That place is so photogenic too. Yeah, it's so
1: amazing. <laughs> I I was thinking, you know, I have to have the perfect script and short film idea and all these things to go to Iceland or else why, why pay all that money, right? Yeah. And and that's Cares. what a lot of people like us may think is, you know, you're waiting and waiting for the perfect thing to happen, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> like one big piece of the perfect thing comes up and you like I knew if I passed up on it I was just gonna regret it and be like that was my perfect opportunity at least go to Iceland yeah photograph and just take in it was like to me a location scouting kind of trip you know for future projects
0: so cool and and um how many gigs did you shoot
1: oh man I think I
0: (laughs) one terabyte
1: I mean (laughs) A lot, a lot. You know, yeah. every day I was averaging about 30, 40 gigs. Whoa. <laughs>
0: so, <yeah. laughs> oh, my
1: God.
0: <laughs> Shit, <laughs> but, for two weeks, too. Damn.
1: Well, a week and a half, yeah, for me. week and a half.
0: Uh, that, but, that, but, but that's just amazing, though. I, I, sorry, I don't mean to inter- inter- interrupt. Sorry, keep, keep going. No, no. And
1: all I'm trying to get to with it is that... You know we're in this kind of profession where it's very unbalanced for the most part you can't expect perfect balance day in day out on what we do it's just you know it's hard with creative problems we we obsess over them and we don't always find the right solution right away and then other people have their ideas and and you're just trying to like do your best every day at the end of the day yeah um but it's a process we're not in banking we're not in accounting where you can just clock out at five and stop thinking about it. And um, you just need to like, uh, unplug, for me, unplug and like go do something maybe not related to exactly what you do to make money that still is creatively fulfilling and don't think about it commercially, you know, if you can, or maybe it's gonna end up being something you sell, which is great. Um, But it's just important to like, Get that time in so you can feel a little bit more balanced back in life because it's just
0: sabbatical it's a reboot it's, yeah, re- it's a sabbatical. rebuild yeah. yeah go
1: check out stefan sagmeister's talk at ted about Unplugging for a sabbatical, like once every seven years, really interesting.
0: Yeah, I love that talk. It's uh, the Vitaly yeah. was talking about it last night, and dude, I can't wait for you to hear that shit because <laughs> the way he produced, oh my god, it's like, yeah, guy's such a machine, such an inspiration. But the way he, the way he takes sabbaticals, it's really similar to how you're saying how you're taking a break and in doing these things, it's 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 so important. And 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 I didn't yeah. realize how important it was until I took my own break to uh, Hawaii back to Kauai so and, and and hiked around the island with one of my best friends it was just fucking amazing and it refuels you you know it's so easy to sit down in front of the computer for years and it'll time will fly by and you don't think that you need it or you don't want to take a break because blah 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 but yeah. dude i mean seriously get yourself out of that seat and go experience the world because man it's just amazing there's just yeah. so much out there to so experience. much yeah and-
1: and we're not machines you know? we're not
0: machines we are not you know we try to and, and we try to
1: with what we do and it there's a point where you just like man i got to take care of my health my whatever is obviously not there in your life you got to not completely forget about it and like try to give yourself get yourself balanced and that is hard you know there's all these external things that can easily imbalance you
0: yeah um, well, there, so, there, there are things, you know, there's all those things and, and you have your, you have your wife who needs time for you and your marriage, you need, you need to have time for that so that doesn't fall apart and then you're, and then you have a new uh, creation in your life and so you have to make sure that that person, that little creation is getting enough time from you because that it's like from age zero to six, I think the child's mind develops the most. And so memories and, and, and situations and growth happens so strongly in that in that phase of life, obviously. And it's uh-huh. so vital um, for a human to, to have that balance. I grew up without a dad and it was, I mean, my, wa- my mom was amazing, very strong woman. And she uh-huh. supported me, but it's, it's a, you know, it, had, it has its moments, its scars, you know. I have a godfather, but it's like, you know, I was it was just my mom and I for the most part for a long time and that leaves scars on you yeah um, that's
1: hard to even fathom you know if you haven't gone through something like that
0: yeah so, you, did you have like a nuclear family kind of setup?
1: yeah yeah i mean parents parents are still together and um
0: i'm the oldest of five you know? damn so, yeah shit <laughs> but, uh, that's a lot of kids man
1: yeah so and, and that's that's the other thing that is hard to fathom is like everybody comes from such different backgrounds and you just want to be as open and understanding because you're going to find a lot of different people in this industry. Oh yeah. Coming from so many walks of life, different countries, Some, are, some are like more tuned to the good things and some are a little bit more destructive, you know, to just get by in this industry. But, um, yeah, it's just being open and understanding about your, your, your situation is so drop in the bucket compared to everybody else. And, you just are trying to adapt to you know life whatever it throws at you you know
0: yeah yeah how do you, how do you juggle your balance we we can keep going a little bit more if you're okay but like yeah. i want to just get your daily schedule and I'll, I'll 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 tell you our like your weekly thing cuz i have a weekly setup now and I, and i my wife and i agree to it and it's been working somewhat decently and actually talking to Vitaly last night understanding like how rigorous he is about his time and, like, he was, it was really inspiring what he said. He said, like, how, like, he writes down his itinerary for the next day, his expectations and what he's going to mm-hmm. accomplish for the next day. And then he goes and just, like, just taskmasters the shit out of it. And he even, like, has, like, a timer, like a sand timer, like one of those sand wow. timers. Like yeah. a 15-minute sand timer. And he, he just keeps it going. And he's, like, he sets, like, it's crazy. Like, that's, <laughs> that's super beastly, but that's, a, like, he has a ton of respect for his time and he realizes the power of respecting his own time you know like and if you don't it's like I can't he, wait to hear oh know, dude you guys talked about his system is ridiculous like i mean but if you want to if you want to make the work in the level that he is and he's only 27 but if you want to get that get that work and level i mean did you see his mech things like mean, he made one of those mechs a day like this like wow <laughs>
1: yeah i know he's just a beast master for sure and, and it comes with some some crazy rigorous process you would think. To oh it help,
0: has to. It like that Yeah, it has to. But it was really inspiring for me because uh I'll go ahead and just tell you like kind of like my setup and the setup that I have oh. agreed with my wife because what was happening with my freelance stuff is I was never saying no to jobs because I was so worried that the work would dry up and then I wouldn't get clientele and blah blah blah. And sometimes you have to take you just have to take jobs and you just have to sacrifice, especially at the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I would you know I can't say I, I didn't do that I definitely did that so I would be saying yes to all these jobs and meanwhile everything is kind of falling like my I'm not spending enough time with my wife and I'm not spending enough time with my daughter and I'm working on the weekends and, you know, I would always say like, yeah, I'll take that job. And I would be like, well, I just won't sleep and I'll just go, you know, and, and so basically I got completely out of control personally. Uh, I was running on low sleep, nothing. And this was happening for like a year. My first year I was just so insecure and worried, you know, like even though I was getting so many emails and job offers, I was always still worried. And, uh, so anyways, what I've done now is that Um, and it's just, I think this comes from my own maturity and how much I've grown, but it, like now I have a complete schedule and the podcast is actually the one thing that like I allow myself to have time for now, but the rest of it's just kind of like cut out. I actually, jujitsu is the only other thing actually, but so like Mondays, and this is a big, this is a big change for me because I was used to be completely liquid and just kind of go at the, however, whatever things it take, I would just go at that time and do them. But now I have a completely like just a structured work base. And so I get up and I uh, start work at like 8.30 in the morning. And then I stop uh, around 5.45 on two nights of the week to cook dinner for the girls and just hang out and have dinner time. And then once my daughter goes to sleep at like around 9.30 or so, I come back into my office and I can work till like 1.30. So I'm doing like a 10 hour day on three of the days. And then the other days uh, I, I stop working at like 6.30. So 8.30 to 6.30 and then uh, and then sometimes there's you know in betweens where I can work late at night if like my wife's okay with it and we're you know, she's cool. I just need to make sure she's okay, you know, like she's okay with me working late because she wants to spend time with me and I wanna spend time with her as well, you know. I just get so caught up in what I'm doing. But that's the schedule I have now and it seems to be working really great. Like Saturdays are family day and Sundays like house day, like chores and going to the grocery store and shit and trying to get all that balance going. So, but it used to be ridiculous. It'd be like, every day is a work day. Every day is a 12, 14, 15 hour work day. And that's just it, you know, and it was just like out of control. But the structure, the structure is giving me so much happiness because it's allowing me to really respect the time that I have, you know, and not go over it, you know, so, but that's how I've that's, been doing it. So,
1: That's awesome. Thanks for sharing, yeah, that, that whole schedule and how important it is to help you kind of regain some of your life you know because
0: yeah dude.
1: we live we live in like a fully reactionary kind of world where we're getting all these tweets and uh and emails and things that just want us to like stop whatever we're doing distractions and, and I, as i was coming home on the plane from iceland i finally you know had some time to read a, a book that i bought and I'll, I'll just mention it it's uh by i guess the founder of behance yeah. scott belski yeah and I just wanted to mention it and put a plug in for it because I don't, I don't know them personally. I just think it's a great book. But it's called Manage Your Day to Day, Build Your Routine, Find Your Focus, and Sharpen Your Creative Mind. And it's like really cheap on Amazon. And I think you bought it, right?
0: Yeah, I think it should be in the mail or getting here any time now.
1: Cool. And it's really easy to digest. It's got big enough type. Pages go by really fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you don't funny. have to feel like. Oh, man, I'll never get through that book once it arrives at your house, but um, it just is great (laughs) antidotes for unplugging from um, our connected world, if you can. Like, that's something I want to do more of is find one hour where I don't need to be on the internet unless I'm, like, researching or being very focused with what I'm using it for. Yeah. And turn off all social media turn off my Instagram, you know, updates or whatever. Do you turn your whatever phone off too? <laughs> whatever it is that like can quickly distract you. And, you know, that that's going to be a really productive time. And I'll be honest, like I'm just kind of in the beginning phases of playing with these tests and experiments. But um, to be honest, you know, having a kid just throws so many things schedule-wise out of whack. And I'm just starting to like come back and have some potential control over it you know when a kid's just they require all of your attention you know outside of work and uh i'm just figuring it out you know as i go but they're a blessing
0: I, to disguise uh they really they're are
1: such a blessing they, they give you something that you can't tangibly maybe measure but it's it's definitely there yeah and um and so i'm just you know i think what i want to do is experiment with between six to eight hours of sleep like see what I really need to function well yeah and and I have a schedule like broken out of like okay if I wake up at seven um I go exercise you do running right yeah I try to run I mean I'm in Portland it's runner mecca I guess but yeah I just I run I can yeah um my wife's really into running
0: rad but you you guys run and stuff together then
1: I think like if you run, your, your mind is automatically starting to just wake up or it doesn't have to be running. It could be working out. Do you um, do that in the morning? I would do that in the morning for me, like between eight to nine AM. And then from nine to 10, these, these are just things I want to try, you know, so um, eight to nine run or exercise. And then from nine to 10, like try to just unplug fully work on my own personal writings, ideas you know, plans for whatever I want to do uh, and then start client or paid work, you know, like right around 10, 10, 15 or earlier. I just, it can all be fluctuated based off like what needs to be done and then end work around 6.30 if I put in an eight hour day or 7.30 for a nine hour and then just unplug and be with the family Yeah, and then come back to it if I need to, you know, yeah, like, at night, like, if, give heads up to my wife and, Hey, you know, I got a little bit more that didn't get finished and that way you're not making them wait on you till, you know, really late, but yeah, hey, not I'm fair. not perfect at this. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have a lot to go.
0: You're trying it out. Yeah. Trying it out. I mean, ultimately I want to
1: be just on something that, and too much structure sometimes can probably feel a little stifling, but, you know, you just gotta like, you know what you can, what your body is well set up for so you don't push it in these weird ways. So. Yeah.
0: You know, I, I kind of feared and I hated the idea of structure um, for a while because I was that artist in class or the artist is like, oh, fuck that. I don't want to have any structure or whatever, you know. And now yeah. it's so funny that, I mean, those rules, I, that schedule, I literally made that up. My wife, who would, would be the person that normally would make that up for me, you know, but I did it myself. And so now it's it's cool to hear that you kind of shut off all the, the social media stuff as well which is great because I'm having to do that too and I'm actually allowing um, two breaks in the day of 15 minutes each uh, to do just do emails because I get a shit ton of emails. And yeah. So I, I, but I don't want like sometimes I end up spending like two hours a day with emails. It's the worst it's shit. Yes. Yeah,
1: you, you can't funnel 15 minutes into all the emails sometimes you know
0: like. Yeah. So I'm going to start does, having to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to start coming down to I can't reply to everybody. I'm going to hate that because I, I hate having a full inbox. It just drives me nuts. So, But, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen because – Well,
1: the yeah. book that you'll get in the mail Yay. has a good, good thoughts about that. You know, like, okay. I'm sure you have rules set up in your email, right, like to funnel email into different categories.
0: I haven't done that yet. It just kind of oh. comes blasting in. Like, Dude, I'm, I'm going
1: to send you a screen grab of, like, all my rules and be like, whoa, you know, it's just <laughs> super, super, like, structured to, like, say, oh, you know, I got something from this client that obviously I want to look at that or I, I have, like, some newsletters that I never want to see until the end of the day. Oh, okay, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, just you know, distractions and stuff. Just, just pure distractions and, yeah. Anyways. Well, yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to do that, though. I'm trying to, do, I'm trying to, to have the time only for an email break and, and mm. then lunch break and the rest of it's like breaking down work and doing work and being constructive and, and really putting my fucking all into whatever I'm doing and that's it. You know, and, and I'm trying to, I just started this recently too, like this has been like a three, four weeks ago. So yeah. so I'm going from no, no control, no schedule to very rigorous, like uh, schedule because when I used to work for people I'd have like the 9 to 5 job you know that's why they have people come from 9 to 5 as a routine thing and mm-hmm. there's a reason for that we're creatures of habit and we must live within it sometimes and then when you go to freelance you're just like whoa fucking blah. <laughs> I'm just gonna lay around and watch anime <laughs> all day and eat Cheetos and work, work yeah. till 3am or
1: 4am yeah
0: because you can right because nobody's telling you so you're your own boss and that's that's it's great but at the same time it's very uh, it's a curse you know if you're not if you're, if you're not in control of yourself and very much like I used to be, um, you, you really lose sight of it, you know? I'm always a hard worker, I always put in the time, but no I, my problem is I take on too many jobs and then I have too many obligations and then I never say no to shit and then I get lost in it and then, you know, then before I know it, I'm completely a sleep zombie, a total shithead, an emotional wreck because I'm only getting like four hours of sleep a night for three weeks straight, you know? So it's like, <laughs> it catches yeah. up to you and it bites you in the ass. But this is working so far for me, and I can't wait to read this book. So that's going to be yeah, really I, great. I can't
1: wait to hear more of your takeaways on on the schedule and kind of get get mine figured out and share yeah, sure, our experiences with it. Hell yeah. But it comes down, I think, to good sleep. Yeah. Because you need to just be able to function as well as you can during the day. Seven
0: hours. That's the key. Yeah. One. I think it's, it's a seven hours. I think it's pretty good. Seven
1: Seven sounds like Just just right. Just Just, right.
0: Yeah. Just right. And not to make you groggy. You know, sometimes you get a little bit past eight, you get kind of groggy, but it's like, I think I'm going to start scheduling and trying to see how I feel after certain hours like we were talking about. You're going to do like your six to seven to eight and feel out like what feels best for you. And it all depends. Like if you go out for like a long jog and a long run, you're going to obviously want a little bit more time of recovery while you sleep. right? And just, this is you breaking down yourself into a science, you know. But, like, if you really want to take yourself seriously, you have to understand your bounds, you know. You have to understand what you're made of and what you're capable of. And if you don't do that, there's no way of you actually understanding what you're actually made of, you know. And I, I, I fully endorse it, you know. Like, I take the – we were talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger last night, too. Like, um, you know, like so many people hate on him. I think he, that guy is an amazing fucking person because of what he's done. You know, and the way he's he's broken himself down and and become what he has, you know, and the, his whole process is like everything became a science, you know, it became a science. He became a scientist of himself. He like he break it down everything into like structure and stuff, you know. And you can go that far. You can't, you know, like people that don't are like, what the hell are these guys talking about? Don't do it if you don't if you don't feel like you're down with the structure and having that. That's fine. But I will tell you that you will come to the end of that road, and you're gonna be like what the fuck happened so just be aware of it
1: it must feel feel amazing to get through something you never thought you could could do you know even if you say I'm gonna do this for so many days yeah like I I tried to do p90x and I still haven't gone all the way through it but maybe I'm not made to get
0: through all p90x I don't know I did insanity with my wife we did it the whole thing I was was really proud of that that was really fucking hard man I lost like 35 pounds
1: Wow! Yeah, yeah I've, I've just adapted it to what you know is gonna still help me.
0: Yeah, yeah. but
1: I'm not gonna just be this beast that goes nine days. Oh yeah! Oh, I did it. And so, but P90X for anybody that doesn't know, just crazy workout routine. Just about everybody does know about it now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. But no, that's good. And you've actually inspired me to start running because I'm watching you like running around on your Nike track thing. And I was like, this guy is running around. I want to go run. <laughs> and it's, and it, th- that inspired me. And then I'd go out and run and I'd get my blood circulating. It feels good, you know? So that's another thing that I'm going to add into my schedule and try start trying to make time for. And I think I'm going to start doing it. I get up in the morning, I feed my dog, I, I let him play for for a minute, uh, and then I go out for a quick, like one mile, two mile jog around my neighborhood, come back, take a quick shower, jump in the office, answer emails, then go straight into work, take a break for lunch, then go back into work, answer emails, and then go back. Uh, then the day's over for work, and then it's family time, you know, and yeah, trying awesome. to schedule that out, you know. So,
1: yeah, and, and there's all these great tools now that you can see what other people are doing, you know, like with Nike and running. Yeah. That- do push you you know when you see oh ash ran this much your face it pushes me to be like i want to run as much as ash <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah it's a weird if thing anything
1: you know yeah crazy metrics of our lives now that help us kind of push ourselves yeah. um one one thing i just wanted to call out from this book that i was talking about yeah and then we can we can wrap it up sure. um would be like we do spend the best part of a day usually in our line of work on other people's priorities and not our own creative work and that's that's our big biggest challenge i think as creatives is to like find out what we want to create and put out in the world if we're that if we're that kind of person yeah yeah and then break it all down and figure out how to do it but otherwise we're just going to literally be doing everybody else's work you know the rest of our life and some of it can be really interesting.
0: Definitely, uh-huh. if you have the right clients, like I was talking to George Hull and he's been working with the Chowskis for so long on The Matrix and all their other films and he, he's really happy with it because they give yeah. him, like they give him so many great tools and they respect him, so he's cool with that. But it, for guys that are like, you know, working on like McDonald's commercials but really want to be like designing mech design or whatever, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, you really, like I don't know if you're getting to it but I think you're talking about like respecting your time for that and, and remembering who you are, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Just just um, know what makes you fulfilled and happy. If that's you know character animation or illustration, whatever it is, and you get into a good line of work, then you'll be happy. Um, yeah. But if if you kind of, I think we're we're gonna all get tired of certain things over time. At least I know I do. Yeah. Um, it's human nature. You need, you need new and different things, kind of inspiring you. So just think ahead to what the next thing would be, and uh, try to, yeah, just keep yourself happy. I mean, that's what it comes down to in the, the day, and and block off that time to make sure you're not just depressed that you're not you're doing stuff that doesn't really make you excited. You know.
0: Yeah, a key thing to to help with that before we get off this call and this talk is that, in order to to save yourself from that, I think is um, the way that I look at it is if you. Okay, how do I say, if you want to be this guy, right, you you want to be this guy that does amazing title sequences or works with the best guys in title sequences, you don't want to be sitting and spending all your time learning Dreamweaver and doing websites. Mm-hmm. And what's weird is a lot of people do that, not that particular scenario, obviously, but they... They almost doubt themselves and put themselves into this weird situation where they're not living to their potential. And so what I'm saying basically is if you want to be this person, you must put all your effort and time into being that person. And don't get lost in the idea that, oh, well, websites are making money, blah, blah, blah. That means nothing. Money means nothing, really. It doesn't really mean shit because it all goes away. You can't take it with you. But the happiness and understanding that, and then having that, is very vital and important. In talking about that, it's like you really need to focus on what you're doing. So if you want to be a, a concept artist, be a fucking concept artist. Don't do websites or you know design logos and stuff. You know. Unless, yeah. You, unless
1: find you to find time to do that if you're stuck doing logos because that's what you make money on in the short term, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Of, course, and, of course. I feel like. You know, like we worked with big film directors and we've we've had our work, you know, shown to big audiences and I'm not downplaying how cool it is to see your name and the titles or just like see your work on a big screen, but any any big achievement that you hit, you wanna to go to the next thing. You wanna try to different levels and you so when you say, I wanna do this, just know that you may wanna do something even bigger and better or totally different than that once you achieve that and it may not be your ultimate end goal, even though you think it is, you know, it's just because once you achieve it, then you're like, what's next? So I don't know if that helps, but.
0: Well, yeah, it's a scary thing, right? It's a black hole. It's the, 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 yeah. the want and desire of life is a really, <laughs> it, it can be really ridiculously out of control if you don't take care of it. I have a big problem with that myself, but I agree with that hundred percent. But I really think if you, if you're, if you're listening to this and you want to do something and you want, you just really need to follow your bliss. You know, you really need to follow that. And if you're not, you're not only are you doing a disservice to yourself, but you're 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 fucking up other people's uh, system because there's somebody out there that wants that web design job, and you're in there and you're taking up their job, so you're messing up the opportunity for them as well. So, get like actually follow what you feel you must do, you know. And if you don't know what it is, you know, then you just need to read more books and you need to figure out like go go do some jogging and, and do some soul searching. It'll it'll happen. It'll hit you in the yeah. face. And if it, yeah, and if you if you if you're a person that doesn't understand what that is, like you really then you just don't you haven't gone deep inside yourself yet. You don't understand what you're made of, and it just takes time. But yeah, but dude, this has been an amazing talk, and this is just part one. So we're gonna come back with the part two. And if you guys have any questions, you know, like feel free to to tag them into the SoundCloud um, thing about us elaborating on more things. I think we were we talked very broadly about a lot of things, and and we can talk more in detail about the nitty gritty. We kind of wanted to keep it yeah. balanced i didn't want you guys to fall asleep <laughs> because yeah it gets really snoozy on some of this stuff but uh dude jake you fucking roll, dude it's you do too man right, thanks, thanks man. for having
1: me and um it's just great i'm looking forward to the comments to just have a gauge for how you know parts that are more interesting than others and uh go from there
0: yeah, definitely. You know, I and I and I apologize if we bounced around a lot. Most of it's due to me and my ADD and just wanting to know everything about everything on the random times of my uh, <laughs> my <laughs> my curious mind just kind of wanders everywhere. And I apologize to Jake too if I kept stepping uh, over yeah. you and stuff. Um, I just I just love this stuff. I get so curious about everything and I want to share shit, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I want to hear more about your trip and I want to see some of these pictures and I want your site to go up and there's a lot of things that you gotta bring back in the universe, Jakers. Pretty Come on much. Now. Like I, I <laughs> have to
1: throw quite a bit back at the universe. So it's Good. Yeah, kind of but uh, you know, if you go on Flickr and search for uh, J Slicer One, you can start seeing some of like, my Iceland stuff, and uh, yeah, it'll just all be coming out shortly. So.
0: Awesome! I'm excited for that. And if anybody wants to get a hold of you or wants to see your website, uh, it's. Uh, m the letter m n as in nancy eight the number eight in studio.com that's his website yeah. or you can email me
1: jake at mnh studio.com oh you're about to get I'll blasted send a, i'll send you a special link and okay. you can check out the stuff so
0: yeah and you go go out there and and fucking make amazing stuff today guys and and the uh, pass this stuff along to people you think that need it and then uh, please, by all means, if we say something wrong or you want to extrapolate on it more or you want, you want to come on here and talk about it, uh, if you're not a dipshit, you can come on. So, <laughs> yeah, if you got something great to say and you're constructive and you're helping, like, by all means, that's all it's all about. That's that's all the only reason we're doing this. So, um, But, yeah, man. Oh, dude, Jake, I appreciate your time. Dude, thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, I'll be texting you. We'll be sharing some little secrets about how to Make our day more efficient. <laughs> I, mean, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, All right, we're man. such nerds. Awesome. <laughs> right on, Jakers. Have a great day, dude, and everybody out there listening. Thank you so much. All right, take care, guys. See Cheers. Bye.